Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Ask a Painter Live with Nick Slavic. Uh, we are here with my friend Oscar. Uh, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do, and then we're going to jump into a topic uh, that's that gives me a lot of energy, but is also very frustrating to me. Uh, reviews, reputation, things like that. And we have an expert on that here today to help uh, ease that angst about that. So uh, first off, I am Nick Slavic. I am the proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I'm the host of this show, Ask a Painter Live. It is a weekly live Facebook show where I use my three decades of experience and 15 years of owning a paint business to basically highlight the life of a master craftsperson and paint business entrepreneur. So um, the bit of house cleaning we have to do now is I have two master's class classes left this year. I am leaving for Ohio tomorrow afternoon uh, to meet my friends at Sherwin and all my uh, paint business industry friends there. And then the week after, I'm going to Michigan to, to do the same thing. And then uh, I'll actually take a little time, uh, work on the business, work on the family after that, and we'll start up the entire master's class series again after the first of the year. But there's links in the show notes to this. Um, also, uh, with the PCA, the Business Accelerator, something that I've been talking about recently. It's a big initiative uh, that my friend and I, Jason Paris, and I spurred on as uh, we're on the board of directors. And it's basically a crash course in all the things that we talk about in Ask a Painter, but it's a cohort of other people where you can actually go through the course together, learn from people like me and other experts in the industry. And as a matter of fact, when I'm done with Ask a Painter Live today, I have a break and then I'm actually jumping in and doing a live Q&A with that cohort. And we're gonna be talking about the things that they're learning and how to professionalize their business. And they can ask me real-time questions about running a business. And that's that's the genesis, that's the fun stuff of all this stuff. So, uh, and last, uh, last but not least, uh, I've just announced the Ask a Painter Live retreats for next year. We have a winter and a summer. I won't go into details here. We'll have uh, plenty of time later, but those uh, links to join those as well and apply for those are there. So I am here with Oscar. Oscar, we have got to know each other recently because we've been doing some podcasts together for the PCA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been awesome. Um, yeah, we've been we've been working well with the PCA for a, for a couple of years. I've come into it more recently and um, it's just blown me away the, how, how great the community is. There's so much, I mean, the PCA themselves put out so much content there's, there's so much that is done for their community and the broader kind of painting landscape at large. And I really find that they're almost like the glue that sits in the middle and just pulls in all these people from different places and, and houses the content, gets minds together. So it's been great getting to know you and some of the other kind of PCA adjacent people over the last, over the last few months. Well, Oscar, you're a really good read of people and organizations because literally that's like that's one of the strategic missions of the PCA is to be that lighthouse, that dog whistle 
that speaks to people who share a set of common core values. They want to professionalize. They want to do everything they do just really, really well. And uh, one of those things that I focus on, there's probably about 182 things that I focus on as a business owner. But one thing that takes up, I would say, like an abnormal amount of my bandwidth is reviews. Um, you, uh, you opened up the podcast that we had with Brandon Pierpont. That was an awesome conversation, by the way, uh, by actually you Googled me and then started looking at my profile to see if I put my money where my mouth is. And yeah, I got a ton of reviews. Um, so I, but I always have this duality in my mind of like, yes, we have a ton of reviews, but the, we have to fight for them tooth and nail. It just seems like for the effort and for how easy it is to leave a review, you think we would have 10,000 reviews at this point in business. But we don't, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, specifically, you tease me with a you tease me with a story of somebody how converts forty yes. percent of their leads, and we will get to that. But that's gonna be that's gonna be a teaser for the end. How I like to do this stuff too is we need some history on Oscar, and we need some history on Nice Job because I have seen you guys at the expo, and people in my industry have got to know you, and now is your chance to fill in the blanks that we need. Right? Yeah. So I'll. I'll... I guess I'll do me first. Um, so yeah, you, as you will, the eagle-eared people have already figured out that I'm I'm English. Um, I'm actually streaming live from London, which is a cool thing to say. Um, but you know, I, I I live in Vancouver, BC. That's where that's where Nice Job was founded. Um, back here for a couple of weddings and seeing the family and all that good stuff. But I my kind of background is a is a bit of a kind of it's a bit of a roundabout story. And I, I find this is a common thread with people who are in my profession, which is partnerships in general. It's a kind of people get there through various means. But when I finished university back in England, I was a, I was a finance guy. I, I, I worked in the city. I commuted. I put a suit and tie on every day. I worked with, you know, like multi-million um, pound net worth um, private clients. And, you know, it was, it was in the investment management business. And, when my girlfriend and I decided we wanted a, we wanted a new adventure and move out to the Pacific Northwest, I definitely was eager to kind of leave that um, suit and tie world behind. And you know, now look at me—I've got a mustache and a, and a fleece from Patagonia. So I'm like, the, I've definitely done the full conversion. Um, you know, when I when when we landed in um, when we landed in Vancouver, I um, really wanted to get into the kind of small business services space. It just you know, going from a world where I was basically helping the uber rich of the world get even richer, you know, I really wanted to do something where I had a much more personal connection and, and got a lot more of like, of, of meaning and fulfillment out of the work I was doing. And, and I went to work for a company called Bench Accounting, who are this awesome kind of bookkeeping company for small businesses. And, you know, their mission was to literally their, their, their value statement was they wanted to make a profound impact in a million people's lives. So I thought it was such a, such a cool mission statement. So um, work with them for a few years. And then interestingly, my girlfriend, who I'll talk about in a second, she, she'll be glad she's getting this airtime, I guess now fiance, I should say. Um, she started a nice job around the same kind of time and she's now a product leader. She works on the software and earlier this year, I was kind of looking for a, for a new role and, um, it, it'd been awesome to follow her journey with the company and follow their growth. And, you know, again, like such a really cool product in terms of making a real difference in the lives of the, of the, of the business owners they serve. And so she introduced me to the, to the VP of partnerships and, and here I am a few months later, which is great. 
Um, nice job itself is a really cool story. So its founder is a guy called Lars Christensen and he had a marketing background and more kind of specifically in the, in the enterprise marketing space. And, um, I think again, he's like a, a really kind of principled, like strong values kind of founder. And I think maybe was a bit disenfranchised with the way that, um, he was basically helping really dominant brands just, you know, assert their dominance by just having massive budgets and just spending the money. And, and again, like it's, it's difficult to really see that connection to what you're doing. And he had this idea of, of, of helping small businesses basically, um, compete with these bigger brands but without having to spend you know that huge amount of money and and the way to do that is really by leveraging your best asset which is your reputation and so the amazing part of the story is that he had this idea and basically set up a window cleaning company off the back of it he's like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start cleaning windows and use this idea this kind of which it became software to kind of power what he was thinking about like how do i use my reputation my customers to grow turn that um turn that window cleaning company into a massive success i think he had something like 17 locations or 17 trucks. Wow. i don't know the specifics but you know it was a huge window cleaning company out in kind of british columbia and that was basically like the proving ground for the software and then basically um moved on from that decided to go full-time with nice job as a product and that was in 2018 and then um yeah, we've been growing ever since. And, and we were acquired by a Canadian payments company um, last year. But the cool thing is, is that, um, you know, there's, there's total commitment on us as a brand. You know, we're still, it's not like, you know, being swallowed up and a bunch of people have been let go. And it's, you know, it's been like a, um, a churn and burn kind of thing. It's just, there's been amazing alignment between the, the company that bought Nice Job and what we're doing now. And it's so cool that I've kind of joined around about that time when we're really trying to scale up and, and reach more people. That's awesome. And, and, you know, for people who haven't heard of Nice Job, I mean, we're now well acquainted, but what's the, what's the elevator pitch? What, what would you say you guys do? Yeah, sure. So what we call ourselves is a reputation marketing company. And so a lot of people will be familiar with the term kind of reputation management and that's that's something that people people are kind of aware of knowing where your reviews are and what people are saying about you but we try and take a bit more of a growth focused lens and so simply put what our software does is help contractors primarily in the kind of home services space of which painting is a, is a massive part of that for us we literally just help them get way more reviews than they've got right now and after that, we help them actually use those reviews strategically to turn them into more leads, more sales and more business growth. Mm, that's awesome. Um, obviously, you just like you said, you, you, you don't serve just painters, other home services. Is there is there one industry that does way better or way worse? Or is there any weird anomalies in there in gathering reviews or reputation in there? Or are we all kind of just humans and we all kind of you know, perform about the same? Really interesting question. I think there are there are certain dynamics which help, and, and which give you a bit of a bit of a head start in terms of your let's say your propensity to get more reviews. Mm. And a lot of that is things like, um, do I have like a, a fairly high volume of new business? Um, oh, yeah. Things like that. Like, am I am I constantly attracting new clients? If I'm let's say if I'm a business where I have a a small group of um, 
regular clients that are really consistent and I just serve the same like 15, 20 people and I serve them every week, you know, it's great. You can get reviews from them, but you, it's difficult to see where your, where your avenue is to kind of grow that. So there are certainly industries where if you've got a steady stream of new business, um, often people, if people are coming to you in a pinch, right, like something's gone wrong and they desperately need something fixed, like the, the impact you can have for those people when they're kind of in like an emotional situation that can really help you get reviews. But I would say the biggest variance is just on a business, on a person to person or business to business basis. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you've got customers, you've got the ability to get reviews and, and to grow your business with them. It's just, you have to have the right behaviors, the right systems and all of that in place. And you have to do it repeatedly over time. Otherwise it's, you, you're not going to get it. That makes perfect sense. And and it helps me understand too, like companies like mine are especially set up in, in industries like this to get a lot of reviews. We have a relatively average small job size. Uh, we're working with private clients. So we're not working with a lot of businesses and we'll do 650 jobs this year and we'll probably get 2,100 leads this year. So that is a steady stream of that. And yes, 25 to 40% of our people uh, possibly are repeat word of mouth and referral, which is reputation as well. But yeah, the vast majority of what we do are brand new clients every year. So yeah, we're, we're specially set up to, to capitalize on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. I think, I think you really tick the boxes. And as well, I mean, as well, the, the thing that makes a big difference is it's kind of like the, the the buying behavior of the leads and the prospects that you work with. If you're in an industry where most people find you by by searching Google, those people then, when you're asking from them for reviews, they realize the important the importance. They're like, yeah, I checked them before. Like that's that's how it's going to work. Whereas if people found you through like an insurance provider or something where there's less individual discretion then um the other thing as well is that if you're if you if you're serving a lot of home homeowners and individual like residential clients the market for reviews is a lot greater than if you're just in the commercial space i think a lot of people maybe rely on reviews a lot less if they're just going business to business than if they're really trying to speak to homeowners and and i guess the the general public if you will uh couldn't agree more and and that that really does bring it all into focus um one thing that you have introduced me to, and actually, you know, since we've been doing podcasts and stuff, uh, you've actually had me thinking a lot about reputation management. And when, if somebody were to come to me, especially with a fancy English accent and say, Nick, you need to focus on reputation management. I'd be like, listen, I am not a professional football player. I, there's not going to be a scandal in my life. That seems like a PR thing. That like reputation management seems like something where you call in somebody to save you from something. But really when, when you've the way you describe it all, it makes perfect sense. Like I've, I've taken a deep dive into my business. Reputation management is basically what does everybody think about you? And you can, you can couch some of that under word of mouth. Like when you, when you go into your local community, you say, what do you think about Nick Slavic painting and restoration? That's one, but there's a lot of people outside of this town who don't know me and, 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 you know, you can't walk down and ask them about it. So you have this digital reputation. Like what does your social media look like? What does your website look like? What are those reviews? The reviews are like, you can look at somebody's website and see the fanciest website in the world and then see a rusty van pull up to your house. But when you look at reviews, those are pretty dang accurate. You know, a lot of times you're not going to have some painting business with 600 reviews that are all five star and then get the rusty van show up. Like that's really the final arbiter of reputation digitally for people. Yeah, big time. And, and, and it's just more and more and more and increasingly so. I think even in, even in word of mouth now, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't 
claim to have been around for particularly long in the, in, in the market. But, you know, my sense would be is that maybe 10, 20 years ago, if you got a, if you got a, a recommendation from somebody to use somebody, you go off that and you call them, you speak to them and you likely do the deal. Now I know if I'm being recommended anything by anybody, I'm always going to double check yep. and I'm always just going to see like, Hey, do other people agree with them? Is this, is this a solid recommendation? So even on that word of mouth and referral reviews are still important. And, and, you know, we had an awesome conversation about this and I think, I think it's still going to be up on, on PCA if people, if people want even more reviews chat, it's on the overdrive, but you know, you opened my eyes to some of the industry specific things of making sure like, reputation you know i always think about reviews but it's it's even more than that it's yeah. it's what is your outgoing brand saying about your business is it coherent is it joined up or ever is are all your your employees and um techs that are they all wearing the same stuff is do people trust the brand that shows up so all of that you know is is massive when it comes to reputation but you know by far and away the biggest thing has to be reviews particularly if you're looking to try to, to try and grow out of you know, a, a very small community or, or just beyond that kind of super word of mouth business. And that's it. And, you know, especially when you want to professionalize your business, uh, which is the goal of the PCA and me, and you want to help prof people professionalize their business. At some point you cannot grow a stabilized asset on just word of mouth, like things that organically come into you. Now, those are great and we'll never take them for granted. And it could be a large sum of business, but you have to have a way to generate some of those leads and estimates and projects that come through so you can have a stabilized, you know, a flow of business. And you got to get out there and you got to interact with strangers at that point. And like you said now, the holy trinity of, of what um, I think of how people take a, a skip uh, at, at what we do and, and what I do as well too, is, you know, immediately, like you said, if you talk to a coworker and they say, I need a house painter, well, you should, you should look up this guy, Nick Slavic. The way I do it, and I've come to realize a lot of other people do it, you immediately just Google search the painting company, Nick Slavic, uh, New Prague Painter, something like that. And, and hopefully, like me, you make it easy and, and you show up at the list there. And then there's a whole bunch of links. Uh, a lot of times it'll be uh, the website right away, the reviews, and then they'll skip over to social media if they can find some links real quick to kind of get that like, you know, website is something that can be carefully crafted and can sometimes um, give you a, a, a more professionalized uh, image of a business than exists. Reviews are super, super accurate. But then also you can uh, jump over to social media and see in real time, what have they been doing this week? What have they been doing last month? So I think that holy trinity of those things are now the way that, like you said, people vet home services um, and not just home services, any kind of business they want to do business with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think the vetting thing is one. And I think, you know, so that's, let's say one scenario is, yeah, you get a, rec a recommendation to check out Nick Slavic and then you do all those three things. And I think you're, you're totally right. I think, you know, the majority of people are going to be doing all of that, particularly if you have an active social channel. Mm -hmm. um, but the other, the other avenue that people maybe don't really appreciate is everybody else that maybe doesn't get that personal recommendation reviews still play like a huge role in you just showing up in places where people are looking like even if somebody and this is exactly what i did the story you were you were telling about the other week is before we before we got together i literally just searched painter in new prague and the the buying behavior now is so based on reviews because what happens when you search on google is you get a bunch of ads 
I think almost everybody scrolls past those. Sorry to people who are spending on paid ads. Um, and then you get hit with a Google Maps snapshot. And that has the map, it has a few red dots, and then it has like three suggestions. And it's something like 80% plus of business happens in those three suggestions. Wow. And, and, the, and obviously the Google algorithm is, is, there's all sorts of stuff that I don't understand in there. But what we do know is a massive thing that determines whether or not you're going to get in that three pack, as we call it, is how many reviews you got, what's your star rating, and then there's a few other little tips and tricks, like are you responding to your reviews? Are they recent reviews? All, all these kind of best practices, along with other stuff about like, does your website load fast? There's a few different things that enter that, but you can give yourself an amazing chance of getting in that conversation by having a large number of good reviews. Well, what's interesting is, you know, as 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 a master crafts person who came into this industry as a really good painter who loves painting, but had to teach myself how to be a business owner. I didn't come into it business-wise and, and teach myself to be a painter. Um, from my perspective and a lot of other paint business owner perspective, every six months or a year, there's a marketing du jour topic. There's a Google du jour topic. There's something that somebody mentions and it runs rampant through the industry about, oh my God, now this is the thing that makes all the difference. And if I'm being honest, three years ago, we got hit with, you need reviews, you need reviews, you need reviews. And you're like, okay, Physically, I understand how that works. We're going to do it, but it's that magic algorithm. Guys like me, entrepreneurs, if we don't see an immediate result, it's like, listen, we don't have unlimited time. We need to start seeing some stuff. So we we haphazardly gathered some reviews. Now I can say, without a doubt, years later, the culmination of all of our efforts to get reviews, it makes all the difference in the world in that Google listing. Like, Not only does it move you into a very special territory, my physical Google listing, and I, I didn't even know this until you you looked it up. I went and looked it up myself under an incognito window. It actually lists out, it looks different. It has like been in business for 15 years and they start listing some other stuff. It's almost like this like add-on stuff. I didn't pay for any of that. Um, and the only thing I can attribute it to is our constant effort daily to gather reviews over the last three years. Uh, I would, I would, Obviously, we don't know the algorithm, but I can guarantee you this. If we didn't gather reviews, we would not be there. And, and our, 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 um, our placement would not look like that. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, you're so right. And it, it's almost like you think of it, you know, obviously you're, you're a service business and you're, it's, you don't have a, a, a retail shop or anything, but you can kind of think of it like your storefront. And it's this kind of, you know, this outward facing brand on Google, if you will, before people even get to your website, you know, they're getting those highlights, they're seeing those recent reviews, the snapshots, they can, they can take a little look through your business without even going anywhere else. So much can happen right there and there and in, in there and then in Google. And what you were saying as well about the kind of the compounding effect is, is really important. And I think this is something that we try and talk with, you know, our clients about is that, you know, you will see, you will see good results just by getting like a handful of reviews but the things that are really going to move the needle is that kind of sustained effort over time because the great thing is is that it's this amazing cycle that feeds itself and if you can grow that engine and maybe we can probably get into this a little bit later it's this theory that we have called customer driven growth but um if you can basically feed the engine whereby your reviews are bringing you more leads more sales and you have an engine that's plugged into your business by when you're getting more leads and more sales, you're getting a higher, higher proportion of those to leave more reviews. 
those feed back into your Google, meaning that like your position gets more and more and more dominant. Talk about building like a competitive advantage in your area. It's, it means that all of a sudden you've got this position, you know, in your town, in your county, wherever you are. And it's incredibly hard for people to knock you off once you're up there because you've just built this engine that just sits in the background and just, you know, constantly reinforces that, that listing. So obviously for everybody watching and watching in the future, because these shows are archived, we got to give them something, Oscar. How do we get as many reviews as we can? Like what, what do we got to do here? Yeah, I think that the, the two thing, I mean, the, the buzzword that I would use is, is just you have to make it easy everywhere. Um, hmm. you know, I always talk about the, the kind of the three-pronged approach, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really strip it down to the two-pronged approach. You have to make it really easy for yourself and you have to make it really easy for your customers right and um to kind of do those one by one i think the first thing the the kind of the major hurdle that a lot of people have to kind of just switch on and just commit to is you just have to ask every single time um maybe there's an exception policy where people you you know have been like really uncooperative client uh, customers or whatever and you just don't want them anywhere near your your google business profile that's fair enough but aside from those kind of crazy left field circumstances you just need to have a complete commitment that we're going to ask everybody that needs to be your starting point because um people just won't obviously some people do go out their way to leave them if 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 they really love your service and that's great and it can happen but if you really want to get those kind of outsized results then you have to be proactive um the best way to kind of make sure that happens is just to have an sop just build it into the way that you run your business make it non-negotiable write it down train it to people have it up on a wall like this is what we do this is how we build reviews into the way that we you know the way that we onboard a new customer the way that we close one out when we finish the job you ideally you want reviews to kind of to permeate through the whole process when you're kind of planting the seed with people that it means that means a lot to your business so that's the kind of starting point um after that i think the the most important thing i think the biggest thing that makes the difference between you getting a review and not is following up with people (laughs) and you kind of this you touched on this a little bit nick when you're like yeah man we have to we have to work hard we have to graph for these reviews i think i use the term combat (laughs) yeah okay yeah yeah, that 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 speaks volumes um (laughs) You know, the, the big, the, the, the thing that is so, so true for everybody, and I, I work for a reviews company and I do this the whole time, is no matter how much somebody likes your service or what you've done or, you know, the impact you made on their home, they will have a good idea saying, wow, that was awesome. I'm going to leave Nick a review. They'll jump in their car. They'll drive home. You know, they'll get attacked by their dog and their kids. And that, that thought is out of their brain forever until it's like two months later and they suddenly link, oh yeah, I never did that. That's a shame. Yeah. And then it's gone. Um, so you, you just need to have a process of following up and just reminding people. And I can, I can kind of give you an, a, an insight into how we do that. A nice job. Our, our process is we have four touch points. Mm-hmm. Um, so we send a text and we have three follow-up emails to every client, to every wow. customer. And the thing that kind of blows my mind is um, the most successful step out of the four just by a smidge is the first text. And I'll, I'll kind of explain why that is in a, in a, in a second. But after that, it's actually the fourth follow-up. Is the <laughs> and 
the thing that blows my like the, the, the reason that, that gives me such conviction into why like why I'm really happy doing what I'm doing and why nice job is so great is I don't know any business owner that has the capacity to follow up with somebody four times by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, that's, that's the value of having something that automates the whole process. So I'd say the kind of the next, the next tip into really maximizing your review potential is don't do it all manually. Like it's going to, it's going to add so many hours to your day. So build automation in, whether it's through nice whether it's through whatever, I, you know, honestly, I don't mind, but I would really recommend, um, having an automatic way of following up and better still have an automatic way of it just starts the whole process. So a cool thing, Brandon Pierpont was talking about this when we were together, Nick, the other day is one of the great things about nice job is that we integrate with your house call pros, your service titans, your jobbers. And so that when, you know, our clients, they mark a job in house call pro as done, that just tells nice job to do the whole thing. So they don't even have to think about the reviews. It's just working on the background. It's kind of like what I was talking about by having this engine that just does it for you. Um, right. That, um, um, I'm trying to think what's my next tip. Okay. Well, oh, oh yeah. No, sorry. Ivan, Go ahead. Ivan, like, give me, give me some comments on what you've heard so far. Yeah. So uh, one of the things too, uh, coming from a guy with boots on the ground, actively doing this, um, using automation, uh, we found super success with this when you actually then assign a, a human to own that as well too, and make it part of the, the key performance indicators uh, that sometimes they even get paid with. So in my company, when we use automation, you know, like a nice job, um, we'll have a Monday morning meeting where one person, and it happens to be the coordinator or admin in my company, that literally they have a goal that says you need X amount of reviews per week. And that that means do whatever it has to take. And we have an SOP for following all that, things like that. But we found even automation gets super powered when a human owns it. Every Monday morning, Lindsay has to report on the results of that. And, and it's a it's a really good way to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if you have the capacity, it's amazing because the, the cool thing, for example, with nice job is that the whole process can be can be tailored and played with. So if you if you want to get analy- analytical and you want to test things out and you want to try different cohorts and be like, oh, I'm going to really tinker with the messaging here. Like you can you can go ham on it and see how it changes your overall conversion rate. Um, you know, one thing I did want to um, remember to say is we have this we have this thing that we talk about internally when we try and build the automation for our clients, which is when are you asking for the review now we can talk about planting the seed and getting and getting the ball rolling early on but when you're actually making the request you want to think about this concept of what we call are you asking at the moment of peak excitement uh, when and and think about that as a business owner like when am i when are my customers most excited about what i'm what i've done and it can vary you know industry on industry so sometimes we have landscaper clients right who um for them when they, you know, when they tear up somebody's yard, it may they may it may not look that great on day one. You may you may want to ask for the review a few weeks later <laughs> when it's had a chance to, when it's had a chance to bed in. But if you're in a high impact like this, why painting is, for example, is such a great um, yeah. such a great um, candidate for this is that if you're doing like a high impact piece of work where there's a real wow moment when somebody comes in and they see the they see what you've done for the first time you know, you really want to capitalize on those, those moments with things like reviews and make sure that you're, you're getting those invites out at the right time. No, absolutely agreed. And, and I think that's why we have this weird competitive advantage because like in, in my section of the industry, residential repaint, 
we're in private clients' houses inside and out. So we're not we're not removed from the client. We're talking about the client with the process, the colors. And if, if I'm being honest, I would say 90% of the projects we do are kind of like exciting projects for the client. They're not, my toilet doesn't work, make my toilet work again. And that's more of like bringing you back to zero. Mm -hmm. The projects we do for clients are like passion projects. And like you said, literally, I can back that up from boots on the ground experience for doing this for 30 years now, which is my gosh, when that job is done and those spirits are high, if you have some way to show them a QR code or something like that, that you're going to get the highest success ratio on reviews ever. Well, it's top of mind and spirits are high. Yeah. You know, another amazing thing I, t- I talked about planting the seed is I was, and so I was chatting to a guy called Conrad, Conrad Durheim. I hope I said his last name right, but he's yeah, a, yeah. yeah, he's a PCA member. He's down in Oklahoma, right? Ardmore, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's a nice job user. And I was chatting to him, uh, um, must've been a couple of months ago now, but, um, he was having a ton of success. And, and what I thought was really cool that he does is he talks about it day one when he meets the client. He says, look, it, it's baked into our company. You know, my goal is that when we finish our job, you're going to leave us a five-star review. And obviously you can do that in a way where it's not putting a ton of pressure on them, but you can be transparent and just say, look, that's, it's a key indicator for us that we've done a good job and you're happy with our service. And so you're, you're getting them thinking about that and sending that expectation from day one. So I'd, I'd really recommend doing that as well. What's really interesting too, is that um, going to Google and just collecting reviews like a collection of something is great, right? Like it's obviously done some pretty real things for me and my business. Um, interestingly enough, because I, I watch a lot of social media analytics, when I take these reviews and share them on Instagram and Facebook, those are some of my most liked posts. So yeah. it's almost one of those things where it takes a lot of effort to get a review, right? It's not, it's not a given that you're going to do this. You have to be intentional. You have to do your follow-ups. But one review on Google can make some gravy for you, as they say, on Instagram and Facebook. If you put it with a picture, if you put it with a quote, you make it interesting to look at. Those are literally some of my most liked posts. And I just think of it as, oh, this is just a thing that businesses do. Of course, you're going to post about your nice reviews. But people love that. People absolutely love that, especially when they can see a picture of the final product. And then, you know, Susan, five stars, love the process excellent communication. People couldn't have been nicer. Like it's a, it's amazing. The impact of those that really surprised me, Oscar. Oh, big time. And it's, it's music to my ears. Um, Nick, you talk about this sort of stuff because this is why we call ourselves a reputation marketing platform is that marketing side. Mm -hmm. I, I, I went on um, and spoke with Chris Moore the other day about, about reviews and, and kind of what I, I'll, I'll echo what I said there, which is, you know, by just by having more reviews, your business is going to grow because of the things that we just talked about. You know, you're going to be on Google. People are going to find you. Um, they're going to call your number because they've read your reviews. But there are things that you can do just to be a bit proactive that can really make the difference between, you know, from taking you from one to five. And and that sort of marketing is exactly exactly what I'm talking about. The first thing that you want to do is is think about, uh, am I getting my reviews out where people can see them? You know, I, I kind of want to make one, one, one theory is, oh, just put them on Google so that when people are searching, they'll find them. But can you do things with them so that even when people aren't searching, they're seeing your reviews? And that's the, that's the benefit of social media, right? Is that platform that you've got. So I would always advocate for using your, using your reviews as content. It's, it's what people want to see along, alongside like actual jobs. 
people want to know what other people are saying about your business. Um, it always it always generates good engagement. It's completely free content. You don't even really have to think about it. And if you're if you're an owner operator, you know, particularly if you're running a small staff, a lean staff, having to think, you know, people are always telling you, right, if you're running a business and you've got a social media strategy, people are always telling you, you've just got to put content up. You have to be regular. You have to make it every day. But thinking of what to do can be a pain. And so just having this kind of like, amazing resource of just awesome content that you can tap into whenever you want is is killer and that's a great thing about nice job is we automate that whole process as well and so every time you get a review that's four or five stars we can we can set it so that that just gets blasted out when you get it we can turn it into an instagram post a facebook post or whatever which is so cool the other thing you want to do is 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 get them on your website and you know i think you do a great job of this nick and having, you know, reviews as a core part of your website, because it, again, you want to think about the overall strategy of this, your reputation, your reviews are driving people to, to look at you, whether it's on Google or wherever. Some people are going to pick up the phone just from Google because they read a few reviews there. Some people are going to want to go and check you out a bit more and look at your website. Honestly, the most powerful thing I think you can have really is, is the reviews on there. Obviously you want to have some of the about us information and, and the history and, and, you know, examples of work that you've done. But I think the biggest thing that's going to make a difference in the conversion rate of your website is, is reviews. And so again, that's a, a something that's core to nice job is we have widgets and plugins that, that people can just easily just drop them onto their existing website. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in helping people convert more website visitors to to leads and sales because you know reviews are nice they make you feel good but what we really want people to get is 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 growth and and sales so that's the benefit of some of that stuff like you said this this slow trickle consistent trickle is key with all this stuff i mean as far as i can tell from boots on the ground because i have i i do all that stuff where we have a stream of social media posts of reviews and even the ask a painter live show when we post there's a stream on my website and i hear tell that uh, the the google algorithm gods uh look fondly upon this sort of like constantly being updated i mean if we're if we're posting two three times a day my website is basically getting updated there's like activity lights are going on and off two three times a day and uh i it certainly doesn't hurt. I, I can't prove what exact metric it does, but my gosh, if I didn't do that, just like I said with the reviews, it would not be what it is today. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the buzzword is, is, or the buzz phrase is you want to work smarter, not harder, right? And again, this is the nice thing about having a, a software. Or nice job is just an example where you're getting loads of, of almost ancillary benefits of having these things on your website. So you're exactly right. Google loves it when when there's constantly updating and new date and new content on your website. A really easy way of doing that is having widgets that link your reviews to your website. Mm. Every time you get a new review, your website updates, yeah. and that could be happening on a daily basis. And that's just feeding back into your into the SEO algorithm that I don't understand, but I know that you're getting some decent juice out of that, and that's only helping fuel the whole thing. So it's. Yeah, it's really nice when the whole thing kind of starts working together and, and kind of compounding. 
And you know what? Honestly, this is this is one of the things where um, weird ancillary benefit. Again, I like making gravy from stuff. One review is good, but if you can keep cooking that thing, if you can keep getting ancillary benefits from it, it's an amazing thing. One of the things uh, we we use Slack for my business, and it's likely we're going to send 140,000 messages internally in my company for that. And if any, if nobody's used Slack before, it's amazing. A lot of big companies use it for just internal communication, sharing. Um, uh, uh, every time we get a review, my SOP is to also, not only does it go to the website and everything else, I post that review and I tag the actual crew and job that it was. And my people love seeing that stuff because my a lot of my painters, my master crafts people aren't going to go on Google and fish around to see if the client liked it or not. Make it easy for them. I actually take the review that the client gave me and put it on the main page so my entire company can celebrate those wins. And boy, if you want to talk about a morale booster Oscar, that's it, man. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, I've, I've heard it from, from tons of our clients. You know, I, another PC I remember I was speaking to is a guy called Frank Long, who runs a company called um, Chisholm Brothers Painting in San Diego. And he, I think he's the, he's the office manager there. And he was saying the exact same thing. It's like, when you make reviews, not just a, an outward focusing thing that you're, you're worried about for, for leads, but you turn it into like a part of your kind of you know, your value system as a business and you, you start um, incentivizing and recognizing your team, not just for the kind of work they're putting in every day, but like the impact they're having on customers and what customers are saying about you. Man, it's, it's amazing to hear about the impact that it has. You know, I hear about people that have WhatsApp groups and every time a review comes in, they're setting out of boys and people are getting really excited and sure they give them like a $25 spiff or whatever for, for getting that, but really it's that recognition um, you know, for like a good, a good way for me to, to, to plug this back to nice job is that we have a leaderboard feature in there so that every time a, um, every time a team member gets mentioned in a review, it'll nice job will read that. And, and we have this leaderboard going and you can see how everybody's ranking. And I've spoken to nice job customers where that's their favorite feature out of the whole thing. And they get, they get team members that take it so seriously because they want to stay at the top or whatever. And, and then the amazing thing is the impact that it has on on um, leads and people that are just finding out your, about your business. I was talking to this plumbing client of ours, Robert, and he was saying he has people call his business to ask for a specific tech because, oh, wow. they, because they've read reviews about him. <laughs> That's <incredible>. awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, and, and, and you think about other things that are important when you're trying to grow your business, like hiring the right people, like making sure as you're growing, you know, having the people that, that share your values and care about the right stuff, um, you know, particularly as you're, you know, some of the stuff that we talked about the other day, Nick, as you're trying to kind of move responsibilities away from yourself to other people, having the right people in the right seats makes such a big difference. And such a core part of that is, is values. And, you know, if, if, if reviews are a big part of your business and people looking at that and they're saying, I want to go and work at this company because, I really love the way they look after their customers. Um, you know, I've heard nice job. I've had had nice job clients tell me that just hiring new interns or new entry level people, when there's you know when there's three or four different painting companies to choose from in a town, and they've chosen them because they've got the best reviews and their customers love them and they've got this amazing mm -hmm. reputation. You know, it's, there's so many ancillary benefits of, of focusing on it. I absolutely love that. Um, now. We teased and you teased yeah. me, you teased yeah. me with a story of one of your clients that converts 40%. Now, listen, I would, 
I would pass out with delight if we converted 40% of our clients into Google reviews. Like, again, I started the show by saying, like, I, 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 I live in a duality of, of like when I think about reviews, which is we get a lot. We get a lot consistently. But you would think for as happy as our clients are and is, as much as they love our people and love our processes and say they leave reviews, a very small percentage actually does. Like we may only convert 10% of our people this year. And that's what we base some of our metrics on. So listen, when you say 40%, I am all ears, Oscar. Take it away, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I, can, I, can, I be, can I be honest with you, Nick? Of course, of course. You know, when I, um, when I, looked, at your, when I looked at your Google business profile, knowing the size of your business, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because of the, the relative position of you to everybody else. I think the next person's maybe got five reviews and you've got 150. Yeah. But a small part of me was thinking like, man, he can get more than this. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, I, you know, for us as a, for us as a business, for, for users using us, we are, we are targeting to, to help people convert between 25 and 30%, mm. just, just from the automation and, and not, and that's, you know, that's taking less of the hard effort and slogging. It's just by having a system that follows up, that makes it easy for you to ask, that makes it easy for people to leave reviews. We didn't really touch on that much, but you just want to make it like a one-click process or a two-click process. Yes. Otherwise, people are just going to, if they have to fill out forms and create accounts and do whatever, they're just not going to do it. So that's yeah. another part of the nice job success is to make it really easy for customers. Um, but yes, there are some things you can do to really to juice it up. So I'm going to tell a story of, of, of Dave Etzel, who he's, he's become a bit of a nice job celeb just because we looked at his account and I just couldn't believe what was going on. And <laughs> I will say, um, first things first, I'll say he's not a painter, um, but there is no reason why you cannot translate what he does. Yeah. You know, the other, the other amazing thing is he doesn't even use a lot of the, um, so we often find that people that get a ton of success out of nice job are the people that can automate and, mm don't even think about it. When the job's done, house school pro job or service time, whatever, bam, nice job happens. And they, they just don't even think it's what we call set it and forget it. But Dave's not like that. And he's happy to put in a minute of work to get the results that he gets. And so Dave's, Dave's success really lies in, so, so I had to explain what he does. He does window tinting. So architectural house, like window tinting, and a lot of people will be aware of this because, you know, they're working on nice homes or whatever. People don't want glare. They get Dave in. He puts amazing, um, really kind of subtle, invisible tint on their windows. Makes, you know, again, it's like a high impact thing. People see the, the benefits, mm -hmm. way, which is cool. Part of Dave's success is that he uh, has made it a, you know, a non-negotiable system at the end of every house. He tells me there are two things he does. One is he does the warranty and the other one is he does his nice job. Mm. And he does that before he leaves every job. And he, you know, he's got a small business and so he's, he's there at every house. Um, but the real amazing thing is the power of photos in actually leaving reviews. And this, I think, is Dave's secret is that he takes his phone out and you can do this with the nice job app. You can open it up, you can hit get a review and you can hit the little camera and you can take pictures of the work that you've done inside the house. And so that's, that's what he does. So he gets his phone out, he takes the picture of the work he's just done, adds that to the review invite, puts in his customer details, the, you know, the phone number and email address, says, hey, I'm just sending you, sending you my review request. And when that customer opens up the text message, 
<coughs> not only do they see the invites, say leave a review, they've just got a picture of the work he's done right there. And it is amazing the impact that that has on, on people's propensity to leave you a review. And even mm. when you're sending the email follow-up, so let's say they don't respond to his initial text message. And two days later, he sends them a follow-up email automated through a nice job. Again, the picture of the work is right there, reminding mm. them, hey, this is what he did. So powerful. The other amazing thing, let me just grab some water while I'm stopping. Yeah, I'll do the same. Leave everybody on tenterhooks. The other amazing thing about Dave, right? So we um, we actually built his website for him as well. So it's a product that I don't talk about as anywhere near as much as I should, but we also build websites for people. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the idea of those is, again, they're focused on conversion. They're, they're, um, <clears throat> we actually guarantee to people that we will, we will beat your existing website's conversion rate by 10% or the website's free until wow. we do. So it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so because we because we build Dave's website, um, we can see his conversion rate. And you know, the industry average, I think, for for somebody in Dave's um, Dave's profession is that his website would convert something like four percent of visitors wow. to um, to a lead or to a sale. Dave's website converts at twenty percent. Wow. And. That's and honestly, I think it's the photos because what Dave does is he attaches the photo to the review invite that goes out. Somebody leaves a review. He's then got those widgets installed on his website that we helped him build. So that when somebody goes onto his website and they check out the work, all those reviews have got photos of the work he did attached to them. And they can just scroll. And it's like a never ending, incredible scroll of just like positive five star reviews. And you can go and you can load more and it just keeps going. It's almost... It's just amazing. And those, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, nothing, it's nothing revolutionary. It's nothing that no. anybody using our software could do. And so, you know, when you were telling me the other day, Nick, that you were getting, I think, yeah, one in every 10 or one in every 15 people that you are fighting to leave a review, you know, just by kind of tweaking a couple of things and having a bit of automation in there and maybe I set you up with a nice job account, you know, we can definitely, we can definitely bump that up. I no, I would I would love that because it's one of those things where, you know, the um, the the standard way that I go about all these things in my business is in order for my brain uh, to to understand how this all works, because I'm coming into this new as a painter and not that I always like to create the system myself, operate within that system and then have another human take ownership of it. And then me sort of lead that human through it. And then we find the ins and the outs. And on about two thirds of the processes in our company, we then find a piece of software to then assist with us. But right. by the time we pick that piece of software, I know the inner workings, I know the machinations, I know what it's like to do that combat, to get those things. And then you can see immediate result. It also lets you do this testing and these controlled experiments where, okay, here's a very homemade manual version of this and there's the results. And here is the, you know, digitized, uh, the more modern version with software assistance. And now what's the difference in the, in the results and the Delta is that is, is always very interesting, but yeah, that's, uh, we're only about, if I'm being honest, I think we're only, um, two years into being intentional about reviews. And really, if I'm being super, super honest, it's basically only been this year where actually a human has owned this process. And one of their pieces of accountability is this. So as we go through this, as we have um, assistance, as we take ownership, as we have an SOP for it, as we're be doing it consistent weekly, we're seeing better and better results as we go. But 
this only goes one way, which is I don't want a bunch of manual stuff going on in my company if we can automate some of it. So yeah, we're, we are in process, my friend, and I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> I love it. And I think, but I, I think that's one thing that's important to kind of bake into that conversation is, is, is the cost. And I'm sure a bunch of people are looking at this and thinking, Hey, yeah, this is great. This is all <clears throat> wonderful. But if it's going to only cost me, let's say a couple of hours a week or whatever to do this sort of stuff, how does that line up with with plugging some software into my business is the you know how do i assess that um that return or whatever and whether or not it's a smart decision and and honestly i think that's you know again one of the reasons i love coming out and talking about nice job is that everything that we just talked about everything that we do and the results that we get for people we also have a re- referrals product by the way i haven't even spoken about which mm. asks which asks the people that have left you five star reviews automatically to give you a referral which is wow very cool that's awesome but all of that is 75 bucks a month mm. um yes. which you know i just think if that's you know depending on how you value an hour of your time um if it allows you to get on with your business and have an engine in the background that's just gathering all this stuff for you and it's just like attaching a growth engine onto your business so I love telling people the price because it's um, if you can get one more review a month from having this sort of thing and get 12 additional reviews a year, you know, I mean, how many more jobs do you think that's going to get you? And you're not going to get one more. You're going to get more than that. And so the ROI is, is, is easy. Well, it, it's really interesting because, you know, I, I'm, I love opportunity cost and every, as the business owner, all I do is look at, okay, this is what this costs, but what is the cost of not doing something or doing something else all the time? Because we, we're not given two clean choices a lot of the times. As business owners, we have to come up with the choices a lot of the times and do research on them. You said 75, which is really interesting because um, me and a whole bunch of other professionalized business owners believe that a professionalized residential painting company should be producing at least $75 of revenue an hour. So our charge rate or production rate is 75. When we do time and materials job, a minimum of what we charge is $75 an hour. So every hour that you or an employee works on something in your business, we have to think about it in opportunity cost, which is it's not their wage. That's not the total cost of that. Mm. Uh, it's wage plus burden, and but it's also the revenue that they could be producing. So if I were to have coordinator Lindsay spend an hour a week on getting reviews. That's 75 hours a week. That's 300 bucks a month right there. That's how we have to attach and think about that stuff. And that's how we should attach our own time as business owners. I mean, arguably, we should be attaching maybe a little more as business owners to our own time. I would say a minimum of valuing our own time uh, is $75 an hour. So I think if you're if you're wondering if there's value in this, start with that calculation and then figure out how much time do you spend on reviews? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, if you ask yourself, hey, how many reviews could I get manually if I spend an hour a month on it? You know, honestly, maybe a couple, depending That's on the long time. <laughs> maybe a couple, depending on the people that you asked. Um, yeah. you haven't got much time to follow up with them if you've only got an hour. So yeah, I mean I'm I don't want to get into a in, into a big hard pitch. You know, I love I love I love the product. If I can if I can, you know, walk away from this, um just having just evangelized on how important reviews are and just, and just having something, you know, if it, if there are people watching this that don't really have a process and they're just hoping that people are going to love their service and leave a review, just going from zero to one and just having some sort of request or process is just going to make a really significant difference. 
And if you're willing to make an investment or just go that additional mile to put a system into your business, you can you can achieve really remarkable results in a, in a short period of time. I agree. The, the data that follows for my company is that back in the days of me working alone, just hoping people out of the goodness of their heart think to leave a review, go to leave a review, have no friction and leave that review is like it, it's one to 25 now. We are getting 25 times more results wow. that we even just are intentional or have a process. Like we can track that data. Before it was so haphazard. You look at my reviews 10 years ago, eight years ago, and there'd be eight months between reviews just because there was no process. There's no intentionality or anything. So what I took away from our podcast together and what I'm, what I'm seeing through the through lines through this conversation as well is best practices for this, if you want to actually actively manage your reputation is be intentional, have a process, be consistent. And magically you find that in, that's not, that's not unique to reviews. That's like, I mean, harken back to diet and exercise, harken back to relationships and everything else, being intentional, having a process, being consistent is sort of like the unsexy, unsatisfying sort of like advice and best practices of all of this stuff. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I would add on to that, I mean, those three are you're bang on. The one thing I'd add on is just make it easy for yourself. Ah, yes, absolutely. You know? Yep. And this, I, need, I know I love that book, Atomic Habits mm. mm-hmm. um, with James Clear, I think. And, you know, he talks about habits, even in your personal life, making them easy to do. Like if you want, if, if going to the gym is that really important thing for you to do every day, like put your clothes out the night before so that it's already there. You're, you're removing that kind of obstacle that stops you from doing it. So, you know, if you can, some of the stuff I talked about earlier with the success to, to getting it, if you can make it really easy for you to do all the steps you need to do consistently, it's going to help so much. So one final question, and 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 uh, especially being the Ask a Painter guy, this comes up all the time when it comes to reviews. And then uh, we want to hear how to get a hold of you and nice job. Um <laughs> We've done multiple um, multiple shows on reviews. It comes up all the time naturally. And uh, we only have to talk about this for so long before somebody brings up incentivizing people for reviews. And if it's completely okay for you to pass because you're in the professional capacity of reviews, but internally, externally, personally, professionally, uh, you, when I talk to my other brethren and sisterthen in the industry about reviews, one out of 10 will literally just pay people for reviews in, in some form or manner, a gift card, a this, a that. There's some incentive other than just goodwill that does this. How do, I'll just say, that's a statement I get all the time. What do you think? I'm not going to come out and say, don't do it because I'm not, um, I don't think I'm enough of an authority on it to know what the implications are. My sense is that it goes against what Google, for example, want this to promote, which is the trust economy. Yep. You know, <clears throat> it reduces the overall value of any given review because there's this kind of a, an a ulterior motive kind of going on. So, you know, it, me personally, I, I, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not going to turn around and say to people that are doing it like, hey, you got to stop that because something bad's going to happen because I don't know that for certain. I think there's a chance. I, I wouldn't want to take the risk myself. You know, given how hard you work for to build up a reputation, it's like a, it's going to like the habit thing again, right? Really hard to 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 build, really easy to to break. And yeah. 
you know, if it was the, if for example, come out that saying like, Hey, you know, all these reviews are only happening because, you know, people are getting a $20 Starbucks gift card. Mm -hmm. That's not going to look good if somebody writes that on your profile. Um, you know what's really interesting, Oscar? It's uh, when we we do a lot of thought experiments in my company, and and then we'll we'll get a chance to to give some contact information. But I like to I like to challenge my leadership team, and and I like to always bring this up once in a while, which is like if we're only converting like ten to fifteen percent of our reviews, thought experiment. Let's break out the company credit card, get those twenty dollars gift cards, and if we really want a result, we could probably get it. Two things: it within five minutes, the conversation goes to a moral argument. And again, trust economy, which is if if we're trying to keep our reputation high and you're paying people for maybe something they wouldn't have done, that we don't know how we feel about that. But then it, it immediately somebody brings up, listen, I can pull up a business's page right now and there's a one-star review that said, I wasn't really happy with them and they were willing to pay me to leave a good review. Right. Now, if you have 500 reviews and somebody sees that, to me, that negates a lot of those 500 reviews and that 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 tells you something about that business. So again, I, I have a similar stance with you, which is I'm always open to the idea that there is an ethical, professional way to do this. In my company though, that's how the conversation goes every time, Oscar. <laughs> Can I tell you about what I, what I would recommend is if you'd wanna add that additional motivation is in, it's, is share a goal with your customers. Um, I think that's so powerful and people really love it. You know, if you've, if you're making it an outward facing thing and saying like, Hey, we're on 135 reviews. We want to get to 200 by the end of the year. And you're telling everyone about that. You're like, you're calling it project 200 or whatever you're, you're building something and you're bringing your clients into that. That's going to have such a great impact and it's such a more positive way to do it. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I didn't tell people that that's again, part of the nice job platform. We can, you can build goals that you can share with your clients, but the, your, your customers at the end of that job, you've done all that work for them. You know, they bought into you, particularly if you've, you've focused on them and you've, you've, you've really kind of made all your decisions based on what's my customer really going to love. If you can then share with them something that you're trying to get to and something that really help you out, you know, it's a, it's a no brainer. Oscar, I appreciate it. You didn't have to answer that one. I do really, really appreciate it. Uh, I also want to say to you and the rest of Nice Job and everybody there, which is thank you for being supporters of our industry. Thank you for being supporters of the PCA. It doesn't go unnoticed and we appreciate you very much. So if if people want to get a hold of you, if people are curious about Nice Job, what do we do? Where do we go? Yeah. So my email is super easy, oscar at nicejob.com. If you want anything kind of wanted to get into technical conversations, all I'm going to do is, is, is connect you with, um, with one of my sales teams. So be ready for that. That's absolutely standard. Um, a couple of things I will say. So our website is get.nicejob.com. Nicejob.com is just going to reroute you there. So, so no problem. Um, what else can I say? So we have our Black Friday Cyber Monday sale on right now. So I talked about, I talked about 75 bucks a month. Um, our offer right now is 75% off for two months. So you get, a two, you get a two week free trial as well, which is pretty insane. Like we, we ask all your existing clients, we send them the campaign and so we can actually get you reviews for free in your first two weeks, which is awesome. But then after that, yeah, 75 bucks off for the first two months. So you can try nice job for two months for 1875 a month. 
So <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Me, if it was me, I'd be doing it. So that's that's that that's actually live till today. But I've just spoken to the team, and so for people that come in and say, "Hey, I saw the Ask a Painter show. We're going to extend that sale until Friday." Nice, man. Well, kind of you. Thanks for looking out for our people. We appreciate it. And just thanks for being big supporters of everything that we do. Uh, it, it means a lot to us when we have industry partners that genuinely care about what they do and what we do. It, it does make our lives better, especially because, you know, we get barraged with buy this, do this, yeah. subscribe to this. And when we have a genuine connection to people, it's very meaningful to us. So thank you personally for me to you, Oscar. Nick, thank you so much. It's It's been a real honor to, to get to work with you a bit over the last few weeks. And, you know, the more I do stuff with the PCA, the, the more I love it. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you're a good fit. I'm glad you found us and I'm glad we found you. So, all right, everybody, um, links. Uh, I linked a uh, nice job uh, in the notes. I linked the master's classes remaining for the year. I linked the business accelerator. It's all in there. And uh, Oscar and I will be watching uh, the comments uh, after the show, after it's posted. Uh, anything you guys need, post it here. It's archived forever and we'll be on it. So Oscar, thank you for spending the time here and uh, have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.